podcast for giftware and specialty food artisans who want to work smarter, earn more, and live better. Hosted by Stefan Normantis. Hello and welcome to Artisans Who Wholesale. Today, I am so excited to have today's guest on our podcast. Last year, I had decided to hire a business coach. I wanted to up my game and have somebody hold me accountable to my goals. And I would say it was one of the smartest things I did last year. Scott Roberts has been a great coach, a guide, a support, and has helped me solve challenges in areas that I'm weakest in. He's been fantastic. And uh, so today, uh, I'm lucky enough to have him on board. And I know he'll share some great insights for uh, for our listeners. So I'm going to jump in and share a little bit about his bio, and then we'll get right to it. So uh, Scott Roberts is with Summit 9 Consulting, a business consulting uh, a business coaching group located in Maine. He guides business owners to their views of happiness, success, and wealth. He's invested over 20 years in positions with Fortune 500, small and startup companies, helping them grow and create sustainable businesses. Since 2005, Scott has been using this experience to coach companies from small to Fortune 500 in size to drive sustainable results through increasing revenues, who's going to argue with that, developing people capabilities and capacity, and using time more wisely, which we can all benefit from. Scott says he believes in finding out what matters in business owners' business and personal life and then coaching them to achieve it, resulting in happy people, happy owners, and happy families. So welcome, Scott. Thank you, Stefan. It's a great introduction. <laughs> uh, great to have you here. So I know I just ran through the bio, but um, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your business? Anything that we might have missed there? Um, I don't think you've missed much. I mean, I'm, I'm originally not from Maine, but have now called it my home for over 20 years and love being here and specifically have enjoyed just in uh working with small uh, businesses and helping them grow. So that's where I've really found the, um, I would say, is my calling more than anything else uh, uh, for everything I've done so far. Terrific. So tell me why you started coaching and how did you know it was worthwhile pursuing? Well, I the way I started was uh, actually backwards, I guess. I started out um, thinking I wanted to be a CEO of a major Fortune 500 company, um, and came to find out that um, the chances of that percentage-wise are pretty slim because there's only 500 companies out there. Um, and so I started um, thinking about what it was I really enjoyed doing about my job as I had led a couple of companies. And I found out that I, I realized I didn't want to be CEO of a company, or big company or small. Rather, I wanted to be the person behind the action, um, helping to guide and mentor them and uh, and it was more satisfying, especially with small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, the reason I felt those were critically important is because every time you help them do something uh, and they saw the value in it and did it, I saw the results. Mm-hmm. And that really you know, gave me the confidence to keep growing and also uh, was fulfilling to me to help people feed their families and create whatever their goals were out there. So I really... Um, went at it backwards. I, you know, most people start with consulting and then go to CEO. I went <laughs> CEO route and went back to consulting. So, well, um, it's a great know. view. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, it's helped out because I, I'm results oriented. And, um, uh, you know, when you quickly see the results of your work, uh, come out and see how happy people can actually be with it, 
mm-hmm. um, then um, it's a very satisfying thing. So, Terrific, terrific. So why would someone hire a business coach? What's the benefit? Well, I think there's many reasons. And from my perspective, um, a lot of times, uh, a number of companies that I've, I've worked with and seen out there, they, they're growing quickly and they don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, you can be overwhelmed by what the business is. You start out one day working from your on a kitchen table or your garage or your basement. Uh, and then the next thing you know, you got a small little office and small little office turns into three people, mm-hmm. 20 people. And, and you realize, I, I don't know how to do this when it grows as quickly as it does. I have a client who is in that took a business over from her parents um, and the business has grown to 50 people. Uh, and she's 35 and really doesn't know how to run a company. Mm-hmm. So it just outgrew her. So that's one reason. Um, uh, uh, many times uh, owners of companies have uh, trouble managing their time and getting things done. Mm-hmm. So they really understand the nuts and bolts of doing it, but they don't really understand the time that gets uh, sucked away from them in trying to uh, administrate the business. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and, and so that's another one. Um, another one is they want growth. Uh, they've learned to make a living, but they haven't learned to turn it into a business. I know that's hard mm-hmm. to imagine, but they're, 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 they're good at this and they pay their bills and now they want to do more. It goes into confidence. Uh, a lot of times I'll have clients that they just want somebody to bounce things off, off of along the way. Like, Kind of you and I do mm-hmm. stuff at a time. You call me and ask me for something, and and we'll bounce things off of you and come up with decisions based on that. And people uh, find um, um, value in that. Or it could be as simple as they have new products and new strategies, and they want to get them launched in the marketplace, and they need help with the pricing and the positioning and so forth. So a lot of different ways that um, people would why people would hire a coach. Terrific. No, I know I've really appreciated having uh, someone uh, that's not in the business uh, be able to give an unvarnished and unvested opinion. So um, that's definitely really been helpful uh, in my experience. And also, yeah, yeah, also it's been uh, good because uh, I can't, I come with a little more than just the business coaching too. So. Mm-hmm. From the, from the perspective of my spouse being able to help out on financial. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic package deal. Fantastic. Right. So um, <laughs> tell me who is a good candidate for being coached. I, I you know, I, I think that it's the first and most important thing is somebody that's passionate about what they do. And they realize that they're good at their craft, but don't know really how to run a business. I call it a good at working in the business, but they're not really good at working on their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really good candidate um, from from that pers- perspective. Of, um, if they're really self-aware of their blind spots and, and know that they need some help, that's a good candidate uh, for me, uh, for a coach. Mm-hmm. Looking to build wealth, um, or, or they want more time with their family or personally or whatever the, it is, and, and they don't know how to balance the two because when you get into a business as you know it can be all consumed mm-hmm. uh, and this is a way of realizing and helping people realize that if you don't balance it at some point you may be miserable yeah. for what you started even though you're passionate about it but um, most importantly I, what I look for is once one of those things are satisfied 
is that they're willing to work hard and implement coaching help. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the, the only way I know it works is to implement. And there's a lot of people that many times will take your advice, but don't do lots with it uh, on it. And they're, they feel like everything's going to come easily because they're good at something mm-hmm. like pottery or painting mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. They think they're good at it. Uh, and they are, but they're just not good at working hard at the other aspects that really truly grow the business. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, speaking of growing the business, tell me what growth you typically will see with your clients. Uh, definitely the thing that I think I focus on more than first and foremost is revenue and profitability. Um, businesses require good revenue and and healthy profitability. Uh, that's what I focus on because if that happens, it gives you flexibility uh, to do lots of other things with your business, grow, expand, take time off, what, whatever it may be uh, that you want to you wanna do along the way. So that's one thing I typically see. Uh, I, I, I see the benefit of uh, business maturity in people, that uh, they become better decision makers when they're thinking of it as a business, not as you know something they do in their kitchen table or in their garage or in a small office. I see happiness at mm-hmm. home. Uh, if we can balance what what it is, because we, I definitely focus on a balance of um, of uh, making sure that people are uh, invested in the business, but invested in their personal life, and making those both happen. And I think the other thing is uh, learning what their uniqueness is uh, and promoting it about their business. Well, every business or every uh, owner, business owner, is unique in its own way. Uh, so you could have. 16 different construction companies out there all thinking they compete against each other. But by the time you get done talking to them, they're all uniquely positioning themselves differently, but don't know how to promote it sometimes. So I think those are probably the top, the top things I tip. Terrific. And what are the key issues you see clients struggling with? Mm. Yeah, good point. Uh, it's a great question. Pricing. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one I always taught. I taught, think about uh, is one of the missteps that people make. We Most small businesses, I'd, I'd like to say all, but it's not mm-hmm. all, but most, um, underprice themselves. Um, and it's uh, and it, it's that way because we don't see a lot of value in what we do. We see the beauty of what mm-hmm. we do, but we don't see the value that other people see. So, you know, I, I always say we don't, think, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we mm-hmm. are. Um, and we look at what we do as being simple, straightforward, um, something I do every day. Other people go, wow, look what they just mm-hmm. did. And therein lies that intrinsic value. So that's one. Um, the other thing I think I talked about already is good at working in the business, not yeah. on it. So that's a, an issue that keeps coming up. Um, failure to differentiate and market that you know, in the marketplace, differentiate themselves. They see they themselves as competing against everybody else versus realizing that they're not. Um, they're just different, competing in the same space, looking for a different pay, set of customers uh, on. Mm-hmm. You know, no real, a, a good one is no real long, real-term strategy. Mm-hmm. No one, well, when you get in it, you just do it and get started. And somebody says, well, what do you want this to look like in five years? Mm-hmm. You get this, you know, cricket, right? <laughs> because people just, they don't think about that. And that gives you a, a, masthead of where you're going so you know every day what you're striving for and so that's a uh, that's a energy thing i think along along the way sure. and then the opposite one is 
uh, the tactic side and just they get lots of tactics but don't execute on uh, tactics. Um, and then the last one is don't, a lot of the small clients just don't understand their financials mm-hmm. uh, uh, as good as they could their financial situation. More times they're in better shape than they think, actually. <laughs> But that's good news. They don't realize that's good it. News. And that's a good news thing. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, but it's, uh, but it's some, sometimes just trying to get people to see where they are and you, you can see the relief on their face that, oh, wow, I'm doing better than I thought mm-hmm. I was doing. So, so those are the kind of key issues and missteps I see. Yeah. And how do you, um, how do you help somebody walk through and, and solve those issues? How does it actually work? Well, I think the, that is actually right. Yes, <laughs> I, you know. First, it starts with more questions than answers. I would have to say, I, because it, part of coaching is understanding where people want to go and where they're what we what I would call soft spot um, in in their business. And so, trying to understand that is first and foremost. So, we do a lot of work up front to understand where they are in in what we call a critical paths. Uh, and as we go through them, we get an idea of where the good places are that we should get started in working with them. And so uh, that gets the, the everything mm-hmm. going. And then the next thing is we have a something we call 90-day planning. Uh, and it's a cycle of helping people sit down and we actually have our clients come in and uh, sit down and spend a day preparing for the next 90 days, not only changing anything long-term that they might want to change, but Focus on the next 90 days, what are you going to do? And then help them make those trade-offs along the way. And then it's, I say it's the easiest thing, but it's the hardest thing because I have to carry a heavy mirror <laughs> around because I have to walk in the room and hold a mirror up to them and say, okay, did we get everything done today or this week? And if we didn't, what do we do about it? How do we make it happen? I'm kind of uh, jesting about that. I don't really carry mm-hmm. a mirror around, but it is in some respects holding up uh, people accountable yeah. for what they do. And that's how we make it. We try to solve those things. Um, no, for me, that's huge is having an accountability partner is just, uh, you know, uh, that's how stuff gets done for me. Yeah. I think it's, if it's, um, it, and it's a collaborative piece too, because sometimes what people want to do and what they actually want to do mm-hmm. can be two different things. So there's really gotta, I always say to people when they, Ask me, being the recovering lawyer that I am, that when people would always ask me, well, how do I know, you know, who's a good lawyer? And I always would say someone mm-hmm. you trust. And that's the same with what I do in coaching now. You, you got to trust the person. There's got to be a collaboration where you can work with each other and agree and disagree on things and keep moving it forward. Sure. Um, Scott, do you have two or three uh, actionable steps you would recommend for a small business kind of kicking things off? Sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, assessing first and foremost, assessing your current financial health, and look for ways to improve it. What I do see, and what I work with a lot, are clients that have all these ideas for new stuff, and I'll look at the current business and say, "Well, wait a minute. What about this line of product or this line of product? Do we, can we drive costs down? Can we increase revenue? Can we? What can we do with what we've got?" So. Assessing the financial health for someone is, to me, first and foremost, get that down. Then the second thing I think something you can do is create a list of to-dos that would improve the business, prioritize them, and choose. Then stick them on a calendar during the first quarter and execute. Assess how well you did. 
and keep what works and throw out what doesn't. Mm -hmm. This is something that you can do. You don't need a business coach to do that. You just have mm -hmm. to do it. I think the last one, the, the third one I was thinking of would be you create a list of areas to improve your personal effectiveness that impact your business. And again, prioritize and choose just two to work on that are going to help the culture of a business if you have employees uh, or the revenue or the profits or the brand that you may have out there. Those are things that are right in front of people that they just don't stop and think about because they're too business, too hard, um, too folks are working in their mm -hmm. business. Right. Thank you. Uh, thank you for those some great nuggets. Um, what have you learned along the way? What uh, I know you've got some fantastic experiences behind you. Some probably didn't feel fantastic as you were going through them. <laughs> so what do you uh, what do you wish somebody had told you before you started? I think that um, more than anything, I think was uh, that building a business, it can be a career or any endeavor. endeavor. It's a game of inches. You have to stop look back once in a while and celebrate mm -hmm. small steps. Uh, so often business owners, people that want to get somewhere or people that have a passion are always looking at the, the side the glasses as um, half mm -hmm. empty um, versus half full and not taking a step back. And I say, take a step back. Where were we six months ago? I mean, they're small steps, but we got there. And I wish somebody had taught me that because I was always in the mode of, you know, big dreams and big execution, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, that came back to haunt yeah. a few times along mm -hmm. the way. And then look for something you want to do, not just for something mm -hmm. to do. I just think that's important. It, it, people that buy a business or get a business for an income are going to, over time, probably do not be as effective at what they do as if there was something they chose to do and they mm -hmm. loved doing it. I've chosen coaching and I love to do it. So, you know, people ask me, what are you, you know, are you going to retire sometime? To, to I go, what, <laughs> what would I do? I mean, and, I, and then Pony asked me that the other day and I go, you know, I, I love what I do. I just <laughs> keep doing this. So having, have, I wish somebody had said, look for that because in the beginning I, I looked for anything, you know, trying to climb in those days, climb mm -hmm. the corporate ladder. And it wasn't fulfilling. It got to the next rung on the ladder and, it wasn't as fulfilling as helping clients that were in my same situation, being miserable on the ladder, <laughs> helping them <laughs> figure out where they wanted to go. And I think the other thing that uh, that uh, I, I wish somebody had told me a long time ago, very early on, is to throw out two words um, that get in our way all the time, and those words are uh. "I know." And it's um, and we, I feel, I think mm -hmm. we all do it. When somebody's talking to us about something that we already understand, oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, and it really cuts off the curiosity in somebody like you should to remain curious along the way. Uh, I'm not saying you say I do. When you said that, I'm like, oh, I know I do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a curiosity thing. Try to remain curious. And, and it, this is probably beyond most people that are listening to this podcast um, uh, life, but there uh, used to be a, a detective story out there where this detective walked around as he was the most stupid detective in the world. He's named hmm. Columbo, uh, for anybody that might remember hmm. that show. But he had all the answers. He knew where he was going He, was, he would, because he constantly remained mm -hmm. curious. And I spent a lot of time in the I know mode, probably out of, the, not probably, mm -hmm. out of insecurity. And that's an insecurity that gets in our way of 
maybe they say the same thing, but say it differently. You go, oh, I never thought mm-hmm. of it that way before. Those are the kind of things I, I think about it. And what is your business taught you, Scott? What are you most proud of in your work? Well, there's two different, those are two mm-hmm. different things. Uh, what, what I'm most proud of <laughs> is what it's taught me. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, to, I, I've learned to accept failure mm-hmm. as my teacher, not to judge, and remain mm-hmm. resilient. Uh, I think those are the three things that I would think more than anything else. And that um, a saying that uh, I use all the time is is that uh, what is taught me that is imperfect action beats perfect mm-hmm. in action. And if you, I've got it seventy five percent of the way there, yeah. get going. Because if you're looking for perfection, it's never going to happen. You're going to you're, you're going to be less effective than just get going and learn from um, what you do. So if you've got a new, I'm going to pick mm-hmm. on pottery for a new style or difference of pottery, but it's not fully baked. Well, <laughs> it should be baked. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> but, it's, but it's not fully developed in your mind. Try it. Get it out there. Be willing to try and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, fail on it. And I'm now forgotten. Uh, what are you proud of? I guess I, you know, I, what I guess I'm most proud of is that I actually see my children repeating some of the things I used to say to mm-hmm. my clients, you know, in my coaching. Mm-hmm. To realize that they actually value what and has, how it's impacted their lives along the way uh, on it. And then seeing the success of the people that I work with. That's that's why I do what I do. That's my mission. I help people and organizations creatively grow. Mm-hmm. Mission, and uh, so th- that's what I'm. I think I'm True. most proud of. Those are worthy of being proud of. Oh, that's good work. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share some tips yeah. and resources uh, that have helped you? Well, a couple of things that uh, I mean, I have two books that uh, that I rely on and think about um, a lot in. Um, a lot of the work I do that I suggested, I think both of them I suggested to you. Well, one is called The Art of Possibilities by Xander mm-hmm. and Xander, um, a wonderful little book about the person that ran the Boston Symphony Orchestra and, and his spouse who was a, um, a therapist and uh, how they taught leadership and running a business through listening and watching an mm-hmm. orchestra play. Fabulous little book. Um, and another one called Whoever Tells the mm-hmm. Best Story Wins by Net Simmons, because I think life is about stories. I like to say people forget facts and figures, but they remember mm-hmm. stories. And then the last resource that I like to use is a book called Good to Great by Jim mm-hmm. Collins. And it's really a book about how to think about a business and how to think about the big pieces of the business, strategy, vision, mission, and the, and the simple parts of the business, the tactical part. So those are resources I regularly Terrific. Great. Well, and we'll post those in the show notes. So uh, those should be uh, there for uh, people to do easy links to in case they're interested. Um, a healthy habit. How do you recharge? Hmm. <laughs> well, I do. you probably already know, I tend to mm-hmm. pedal a bicycle. So uh, that's my recharge. And it's what I find about riding a bike. I get it. First off, I can do it right out of my house, you know, right out of the garage. And I can go out and I, I will typically ride. 30 miles. And it is just a way of mm-hmm. letting it all go. I don't try to think about any yeah. one particular issue. I just let mm-hmm. my mind wander. And you come back and one, it just lowers my stress level. And two, I always come back with a couple of different 
ways mm-hmm. of thinking about something or a new idea. So that's yeah. my health piece more than anything else about Terrific. what I do. And um, is there uh, somebody or something that keeps you inspired or motivated when it gets not fun or uh, you hit the grit or otherwise? Yeah, I, I have... I try to stay on an even keel as much as possible, which we all know that's probably not practical. But uh, I, I, every year in the beginning of the year, put together a, my list of intentions and how I want to mm-hmm. project. And I have a, every night before I go to bed, mm-hmm. I say them. I repeat them. Uh, so when times are tough, things pop into my head. Like one of my things that I constantly say is seek mm-hmm. positive energy. Um, and so, so often that comes to my aid at that point in time. And then whether she likes it or not, on mm-hmm. the other side of the, uh, the bell, she may be reading a book. She has to listen <laughs> to what I'm saying. And Pony's very good about reminding yeah. me to seek positive attention when I'm not seeking yeah. positive attention. So, so I think that that's a, a, a an aid that, uh, I use. Yeah. Also other people. I love watching people. I, I'm fascinated by the way people think and what they do. And so often I can be inspired by somebody else. So I have people that I look to that um, are just great to sit down and talk to. Mm-hmm. Not about any issue. Yeah, just to be in talk. their company, so. for sure. Yeah. Well, we yeah. are just about ready to wrap this up. So I wanted uh, us to close on uh, any last best advice to those that are uh, out there growing their business. Yeah, I, I think the I've, I think I've said it, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll repeat it again. And, and that is don't, Treat your business like it's a hobby. Treat it like a business. The sooner you can see it as a business, the, the more likely you will be successful at what you do. It, it's, it's amazing. We, we drive for the product and making the product the best it can mm-hmm. be, and it should be. Um, but you're so good at that 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 comes second nature to the business, and it's the business that, can, that gets in the way sometimes that can hurt all the good stuff you want to do in the field. So I always talk to people first and foremost, you know, treat it like a business and all of a sudden it'll be a business. Terrific. Thank you so much, Scott. I also wanted to uh, just share that um, uh, Scott and and the group that he is connected with um, provides coaching in a lot of different formats, whether individual group or, you know, different, uh, you know, 90 day planning session. So uh, if anybody wants any feedback on how that works or uh, whatever, I certainly give them a full referral, uh, you know, my uh, highest thumbs up on that. Um, and I'll link to the show notes. But I would just encourage anybody that's considering it, you know, it's fantastic to have an accountability partner, somebody that's not buried in the business in the same way that you are, and uh, can uh, give you a different perspective and, and uh, help you get to your goals. So I thank Scott for being that in my uh, in my realm. And uh, I just appreciate Appreciate your time today. Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye. Visit artisanswholesale.com for show notes with resources and links that help you work smarter, earn more, and live better. 